Boston Medical Center, we are welcome and treated equally. Through our commitment to serve everyone, BMC offers numerous outreach programs and health services, including this podcast series, to hear our doctors and other staff members. It's Boston Med Talks with Melanie Cole. Pain is one of the most misunderstood, underdiagnosed, and undertreated medical problems, particularly in children. Children's pain can be quite different from what it is seen in adults because children are still growing and developing. Their bodies respond differently to injuries and autoimmune disorders. My guest today is Dr. Ezra Cohen. He's a pediatric rheumatologist with Boston Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Cohen. This is the first time BMC has had a pediatric rheumatologist on staff. Everyone's very excited. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Melanie. Um, so I'm from originally from uh, upstate New York, from Syracuse, and I've been in Boston from college all the way until now. Um, I went to Harvard Medical School and then did a pediatric residency at Mass General and uh, did fellowship at, at Boston Children's in rheumatology. Um, I have a very deep interest in uh, mindfulness and complementary techniques, which are can be especially helpful in in pain where a lot of other treatments and medications in particular are not very effective, especially for chronic pain. Um, so, and that's been a lot of my focus over the course of the last few years. So what do some of your services as a pediatric rheumatologist include? What would parents come to see you for? So I think I'm a little bit unique in Boston. There may be, there's one other uh, person in Boston who does muscul- musculoskeletal ultrasound, but I, I'll, I'll be certified to do musculoskeletal ultrasound, which means that procedures in children for arthritis, joint injections can be done much more safely uh, with less pain because you can see where you're going. Um, You can also diagnose arthritis with a lot more certainty and uh, track uh, a child's uh, improvement and um, uh, a lot better with with ultrasound because it's more uh, accurate um, than the physical exam. Um, In in addition, I have a lot of training and teaching mindfulness classes and um, I'm very interested in holding those classes for kids uh, monthly or certainly on, on teaching those skills to kids on an individual basis. And then um, uh, rheumatology encompasses the mo- most common diseases being um, pain in, in kids, sometimes referred to fibromyalgia, but we usually have different names such as amplified pain, juvenile arthritis, fevers, lupus, um, and, and, and related conditions. Since pain is so hard to quantify in children, and, and you're not sure, and maybe they don't even follow the same kind of pain scale as an adult would, when would a parent think that, you know what, this is actually something, a pain in their shoulder or knees, or, or they're exhibiting a little bit more symptoms of chronic pain, when would they come to see you? What would signal to them, you know what, I need to go see a rheumatologist? I think that's uh, uh, a very hard question. We, we tend to be a field, I think that's quite open-minded in I think whereas some other specialists will uh, refer a patient, refer you know, refer a child elsewhere if they're not, uh, their condition isn't clearly in the organ system in which they, they specialize. Rheumatology is a little more nebulous, and I think is most kind of succinctly described as being uh, autoimmune diseases and uh, of the connective tissues and the some of the bones, muscles, joints, um, and I would say you know a child is in pain when they stop participating in activities that they would otherwise. And that's especially true of kids who are probably preteen. But um, we focus very much on school attendance activity because when those things start to drop off, we know that 
uh, an illness is really affecting a child. And, and growth is the other thing that's a really, um, uh, really useful marker in a child because inflammation will often slow growth as well. Juvenile arthritis, is this a genetic condition? Is it generally hereditary? Speak about juvenile arthritis a little bit. And, and, and are a lot of kids suffering from this? That's a great question. So uh, the way we sort of say it to patients, uh, juvenile arthritis itself is not hereditary, but the tendency to have autoimmune diseases probably is to some extent. It doesn't exactly run uh, clearly in families like it won't go you know, directly from a parent to a child, but very often people have first cousins and grandparents with autoimmune diseases, but not necessarily arthritis. So they may have celiac disease, which I'm sure you've heard a lot of, you know, heard a lot about Crohn's, psoriasis, other kind of related conditions. Um, we definitely do not know what causes it. We think it's a combination of genetics and some environmental factors, maybe viral triggers. Um, the good news is even though we don't know uh, what, what causes it, we do really have very, very good treatments, and that is uh, in part because we benefit from all the research that's done in adult rheumatoid arthritis and other autoimmune conditions, and we have literally, you know, dozens of medicines coming out every few years that are um, being used to treat um, juvenile arthritis. So along the lines of treatment, and and even for not necessarily juvenile arthritis, but other juvenile autoimmune conditions that a rheumatologist might see, what are some of the lines of defense that you used? You mentioned medicational intervention. What else can you do for children that are experiencing some of this limited range of motion and pain that might come from an autoimmune disorder? So we, we focus on maybe three different things uh, in arthritis in particular. So we, uh, very, our, our primary concern is making a child comfortable. So we will do all we can to treat a child's pain. And that generally encompasses broader things than those things we use to treat arthritis. So we try all sorts of complementary medicines, in addition to traditional medicine, so older kids will try acupuncture, yoga, meditation. There are certain um, um, herbal or, or, or alternative medicines that can help, especially the ones with the best evidence are fish oil um, in adults. Uh, curcumin or turmeric is also also used. Vitamin D may have some benefit as well. Um, but pain is, is, is the one that has maybe the, uh, the broadest options options available. And then we focus a lot on function and how it affects a child's life. And we really try to make sure that a child uh, is able to go to school and participating in sports. And so to that end, we will very often offer physical therapy, occupational therapy for the hands and wrists. Um, and, and, you know, and then for the other thing we also pay a lot of attention to is future disability and deformity, which often, which comes in the form of osteoarthritis. If uh, juvenile arthritis is left untreated. So juvenile arthritis is inflammation in the joint, and uh, osteoarthritis, which is what we think of in older adults, is sort of wear and tear. So uh, if the inflammation or sort of the fire is left burning for too long untreated, we think that probably the end result is osteoarthritis, which for which there aren't great treatments except for surgeries and joint replacements. So even if, I would say very often, we see children in clinic who are, after we started them on medicine, they're pain-free, they're going to school, they're doing everything, but we still see things on our exam that make us, that tell us that the arthritis is still somewhat active in a joint, even though not enough for a child to notice. And we will still treat, we will add medicines in that situation. That, that, that differs a lot from the ways that adults 
will treat um, uh, adult, adult rheumatologists will treat other adults. And the reason for that is because um, we really are paying attention to growth and the health of the future joints, which is a, a sort of an additional consideration. So wrap it up for us, Dr. Cohen, with your best advice for parents about identifying and recognizing pain in their children and why they should come see a pediatric rheumatologist at Boston Medical Center. So um, any pain, any sort of long-lived or any kind of ongoing pain in uh, the extremities or the joints, the arms, legs, or the joints, um, be something that I'm very happy to see and something that we see very, very often. And the one question that we ask parents, and that is probably the most helpful in diagnosing juvenile arthritis, is what time of day is a child's pain the worst? So juvenile arthritis is uh, characteristically uh, worse in the morning, and that's because the inflamed joints are not moved overnight, and they stiffen almost like jello. And so a child will often limp in the morning, and that improves. That's very, very characteristic of juvenile arthritis. So that is a, a particular symptom that a parent can pay attention to and can be very helpful in knowing that um, an autoimmune disease is responsible potentially for the child's pain. However, as I said, just to add to that, we are very also familiar with seeing kids with pain of any kind in the arms, legs, and joints. And probably the majority of what we see is not juvenile arthritis. So I think any any kind of ongoing pain and people are not able to figure out what it is, especially in the kind of the extremities, um, we're very, very happy. We're very happy to see a child. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Cohn. It's just really a pleasure to have you on today. Thank you for being with us. You're listening to Boston Med Talks with Boston Medical Center. And for more information, you can go to bmc.org. That's bmc.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.